Hello, everybody. Good morning. Welcome into the Great Scott Show, sponsored by Suit Up. I'm excited because it's Thursday, which means Dilly Dilly. Yes, sir. He's wearing a shirt that says Dilly Dilly. This is the best shirt that Tom Square ever made. Dilly Dilly. This is the best shirt ever. A um, couple years ago, that big campaign was. What was that even? What, what did they use the old Bud campaign for? What is that for? A homecoming? Bud Light? It was, it was Bud Light, but yeah. I mean, what was that uh, homecoming. for? Homecoming. That was it. Okay. Some old uh, UL homecoming stuff from a few years back. That's Norman Locke, host of the Morning Locke, and catch him afternoons three to six as well with Lynn as uh, they so Kyle yell at d- each other. Kyle dubbed it two guys with sound effects. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Two guys with sound effects. I mean, there are a good bit of sound effects. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it has grown. <laughs> There's a form of friend sound effect now. You have one that's like a slot, like a. No, that didn't sound like a slot. I ring. I don't know. Yeah, cha-ching. I didn't. I did. I thought of cha-ching, but I'm like, no, that's gonna sound like like a cash register, not a slot machine. Uh, Caesars, Caesars Superdome. Is that what they're going to roll with? Caesars Palace Superdome. That's, that's the latest. Cause there was all, all it was reported is that they're close. The Superdome was close to striking a naming rights deal with Caesars, who I think is the parent company of Harris that already mm-hmm. does a bunch of stuff with the Saints and Pelicans. Sure. So it makes sense. Um, from naming rights standpoint, you can you can have you can work with Caesars. You can do a I lot mean, of stuff with it. Harris is down the street, down Canal Street. It's not for like it's the best. It's it's the best for both worlds. I mean, you get you improving the Superdome's infrastructure in the inside. The Harris Casino has improved their infrastructure. They've taken out you know the inside smoking and everything. Is it works for both? I mean, the city of New Orleans. I mean, if people know like Harris is a staple in New Orleans, so. Um, I like it. It it, it was um, at some point. It's going to be interesting to see. The current deal with Mercedes Benz expires at the end of July, I think, or June. And once Mercedes Benz jumped on the the Falcons Stadium, you knew that their time in New Orleans was going to end when that contract ended. Ten years, twenty million a year, two hundred million dollars is that's pretty good. And considering for Caesars that. At some point over the next decade, I think we're anticipating a big shift. I mean, you in the last 10 years, look at this shift in legalized gambling, sports gambling. It's not legal everywhere. I get it. But just compare it today in the states where it is compared to 10 years ago in another state like, you know, Connecticut that soon will be. Um, the fact that you can go to Mississippi or Jersey or wherever, lay down some bets, whereas go back 10 years ago, it was still just Vegas. Man. That's it. So... At some point over the course of this deal, does that take a bigger spotlight? Because this is a deal that the NFL, who still tries to act like they're not a part of gambling, which is absurd. Um, We all know how big a part of the sport it is. Um, I, I think the fact that if this deal goes through, obviously it has the NFL's blessing. I think that's pretty telling. I think you could look at... Ten years from now, eight years from now, how big is this going to be from Caesars if, say, there are a lot of stadiums around the NFL, hopefully that one included, where 
man, it might be a kiosk in there. You can do some little in-game betting. Well, and I, I feel like that's what that's what they're leaning to. I mean, game day in New Orleans a Sunday, but you you can find a demographic of people that going to watch the game in the casino. So if it's the casino is a partner, like you said, they're going to have kiosks that's going to be set up there. They're probably going to have like big tickers across the inside and letting you know all your betting lines. A guy I follow on Twitter won $50,000 two nights ago off $500. So I, I know it's going to be big who's time. This, who's this guy? What did he do? He had a five-way parlay. Cool. He had a five week parlay, five hundred dollars. He won five. He won fifty thousand dollars and then a thousand dollars because he had Kyle Kuzma getting six assists against the Pelicans. Like it's just wild. Like I'm just like that's a five. Yeah, and they must have. They must have been some pretty big odds. Yeah, and, and I'm like, I'm looking at he, and you know, he screenshot and showed his money, his FanDuel account. I'm just like. No way, bro. Like, what? Like, this is what they're doing. Pat McAfee gets on every day and makes wild, outrageous bets just because he's a fan duel is his sponsor. If 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 fans are going you might as well try to get in on it, um, get a cut of it. Now, I, I don't know if, if it will be, but I, I do think it's a calculated gamble by Caesars because, one, they get the advertising, but, two, once it becomes more entrenched in – Football across the country, not just in a couple of cities or a few states. I just think that branding is big for them. So to have, and not just that, you think of um, all the other events that come through the Superdome, right? I mean, I think I think it makes a lot of sense. Now, my question is, what it's been seeing that Mercedes Benz logo projected on the Superdome, I'm not going to lie, like it's tight. You know, when you're driving in the city late at night and you see it, you know, and they change the colors around and everything. What What's going to be the logo? Like, what is it going to, what's going to? You're going to have Joaquin Phoenix from Gladiator <laughs> with the thumbs up looking all psychotic. Just be, what's the thing that, that, what do you call it, the thing they had with Tupac years ago that they try to. Oh, the hologram. Yeah, they're going to have a hologram of, like, a giant <laughs> of, hologram of, Drew, of him. Of Drew Brees. Of Drew, of Drew Brees with a Caesar haircut with his new hair. Um, it's be Thomas Mustard's leg. I, I got to I gotta shout out Tom Martin, who used to work at, at TV3 back in the day and has, has worked in various sports markets, now lives in Kansas City. He had a tweet yesterday that we put in, in our story on the website, and it was a shot of the Superdome and then the Cajun Dome, and he said, Big Caesars and then Little Caesars. I was like, "Oh, that is that's good. Well done, well done." Um, yeah, I don't I don't know that the Cajun Gnome is going to get sponsorship, but if it ever did and it was Caesars, you'd have to just if, it, if, it was, if they just got Little Caesars sponsor, it'd be like perfect. Like Big Caesars, Little Caesars. Uh, so they're going to call it the Caesars Palace Superdome. The Caesars Palace Superdome. It's not bad. It's not bad. I, I like. I think for a while, and there are still some old school people that just hate the idea of branding. It's like it's going to happen. It's money that 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 you can get. What I hope for always is that it's just not some weird company that just doesn't roll off the tongue and just sounds weird. Like you don't want the Discovery Plus Metro X dot com <laughs> super. You know what I'm saying? The Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus X per. Par- Paramount's not bad. I guess no, they're coming it's, out hard. They're too... coming out hard. I'm not. I'm not. All it is is CBS Access, yes. just with a new name and a few new shows. Because nobody wanted to give CBS more money. Right. It was. It was. That was terrible branding. Like you can't have an app named after network TV, which is free. 
you know, you got to, like, all right, we'll change the name and give you content you can't get elsewhere. Well, speaking of that, I think Godzilla comes out tomorrow. I think it comes out tomorrow. tonight. Midnight. Godzilla versus uh, King Kong. King Kong, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be indulging in that. You excited? You excited what? about it? Am I excited? I have to get, you see I sent you a picture of my, my uh, Happy Gilmore Funko Pop. See, I have to get the phone call, the Godzilla one too. I have to add it to my collection. So you're into Godzilla, huh? Yeah, I, I, I've been a big Godzilla fan since a kid. When was the last time they made a good Godzilla movie? The, la- the Godzilla versus the the monsters, the the, the latest one. That was good. I like the that. The guy with the coach from Friday Night Lights was in it. Now that was really emotional. I don't know why it was such an emotional Godzilla movie. <laughs> I didn't and, see it, but I feel like that tweet that's going around of it's just a movie. No, no, it's really emotional. And I don't know why it's so emotional. I rewatched it last night. Was so That's why it's so funny. But it was like he was fussing with his ex-wife while the whole world is being destroyed by Godzilla and monsters. And it's so funny to me. That's why I was like, it's, I don't know why he's fussing with his ex-wife. In the middle of a disaster, it's but it's a happens. movie. No, it's a movie. No, but it's like it's Godzilla. Of all the Godzillas you ever seen, has have they had a mid? I don't know. I haven't watched. I mean, I've seen some, but I've never gone back and rewatched any because none of them are good. What well, a Godzilla two thousand is really they're all bad. they're all bad. They're all bad. Now King Kong was good. The one that came out Skull in like five. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, you no, mean no. like the old? No, no. Old like 15, 16 years ago. Not yeah. not from like the. Oh, no, the no, one no. with like Jack Black and uh, okay, okay, I like that. Alan I Hanks. did like that. One. Speaking of the guy, geez, the guy that's the coach from Friday Night Lights is in that He's one a- too. <laughs> Man, Kyle Chandler with the shoutouts this morning. But it, isn't there like a, a a meme thing going around on social media now about it's just a movie, don't cry, or what? What is it right now? It's something like a lot of people are sharing a quote and then like a, a, a image of a movie that made them cry. Well, Norm's going to put Godzilla up there, apparently. Pro- I mean, a movie that made me cry. I'm not going to lie. Was- the last, no, I mean, Godzilla was really emotional. But I was laughing at it was the unplanned emotion that they were spewing. But I just recently watched Last Chance You, the basketball season. I think you should watch this guy. Like, the last show really almost got a tear out of me. They they the pulled me in, the show. Okay. They pulled me in enough to that episode almost had me really about to cry. Really? It's really it's really the coach. Uh, he gave up D1 offers uh, of coaching because he, was making, he wasn't feeling fulfilled. He was missing time with his kids, being home, traveling. So he went back and took the JUCO college, which on his own, you know, is paying him probably half the salary. But he's like, you know, his wife appreciates him going for his dream. Then he has all the kids. It's, you know, since it's a basketball roster, not football, it's less kids. So you can hone in more on their story and kind of figure out who each player is. And then versus the football where it's one or two guys might get a D1 scholarship. Most of the guys get go on to different programs. Um and just to, to see the journey that the guys go through and then uh, for the people who watch it, I mean, the last episode, I just, I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but the season ends because of COVID and it was like 24-0 and they don't get to play in the championship game. And that that the whole episode and them not knowing whether they'll be able to get the scholarship because of COVID going on, it was just like, it was intense. And it was the best, I think it's been five seasons. Normal Man, got Norm, got Norm breaking out the Kleenex, bro. Like it was, oh man, the, the guy lost his mom to cancer. Uh, he bet on himself of paying a year 
of going to school to walk on to, to join the basketball team and COVID hits. And it's just like, it's just like, I was just like, man, it's just like, it's a great, it was a great Good season. Punch. It was Good a punch, punch. man. I was so like, the, the meme going around is it, you put in quotes, stop crying. It's just a movie in quote. Then you put the movie colon and you share an image. I saw that like trending last Okay. Week. So what would be your movie? It better not be like know. The Warriors or something. The Warriors. <laughs> Why are you tweeting about that the other Yo, day? That was hilarious. I haven't seen that. I, I don't think I've ever even seen that movie. Now I know it's like a it's like a it's a cult classic from way back in the day. But um I don't know. I'm trying to think of a movie that made me cry. Rudy. <laughs> Marley and me almost. I don't know. Space Dog Jam. movies. There was a movie called The Saint of Fort Washington that came out with Matt Dillon and Danny Glover. It came out like in the 90s. And I remember like, I had, I was like a teenager and I'd never cried watching a movie. You know and then what? that, like at the end of that movie, I think I watched it with my dad and I was just, I was just bawling. I died, I died when Baby G died. I cried when Baby G died. Who's Baby G? In, um, month, in, uh, Oh, oh, hardball. Hardball. Yeah, I, yeah, I cried know, with Baby DJ. I just, it was, that was just like so it's out of nowhere. Yeah, it's like, come on, y'all are just, they, they were trying too hard. You, you're going to cast the cutest kid ever, and then suddenly, the, you know what was, the thing about hardball was like, so Keanu Reeves is, is it, it's it's kind of like the more, I don't know how to put this. For anyone that hadn't seen it, Kind of like Mighty Ducks in in the theme in that he's not he doesn't have to go he has to go coach these things because he these these this team um, that he doesn't want to coach because he got in in trouble um, and then wouldn't you know it he ends up loving it and the team rallies around him after being a bunch of troublemakers early on and it takes place in a rough neighborhood, and there's this little kid on the team that really is like the cutest kid ever. Undersized, not supposed to be playing. Yeah, and and then sure enough, the team rallies, and they're good. And so they always had like the hint of like, look, this is, this is a rough neighborhood. There, Bad things happen here. But they never really like established the day. You never, even though it was mentioned, you never really felt that danger a ton in the movie because it was mainly about baseball. So that's why when it happened, you weren't, they never hinted like, and something's gonna happen. Just out of nowhere, it's like, wait, what? Man, they just killed off that little cute little kid. He killed off Baby G, and it was just like that was the gut punch early. Like watching that movie early, like you say, it was like they had no character. The way he was like, okay, he could possibly die. They like it was Baby G, Keanu Reeves. That was the only two characters that you can even think of. Like if they like just the wildest person to die in the movie. So that 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 probably was the last time I cried in the theaters. <laughs> in the theaters, I, I cried in the theaters. But other than that, like, I don't I know, man. I, I don't remember the last time. Like, I know people were crying watching WandaVision. I don't know, but like, WandaVision. People cry hey, in people movies cry, and situations. People cry the, the y'all's generation cry in the superhero movies. Yeah, like I don't understand that. Like when I was watching Avengers and. Iron Man died. Like people oh, yeah. the- Spoiler alert! <laughs> if you ain't see Iron I've Man, <laughs> you never seen no, it. No, but I knew, I knew he, I knew he died because someone spoiled it online. He, I never saw the last one. Well, it's been, but uh, it's been but like, like seven like years. Your, your friend, it was, <laughs> uh, it was a couple years ago. I remember Todd Lott was like really excited about it. This is when he was still playing at UL, and I asked him about it. He's like, yeah, I can't wait to go see it. It comes out tomorrow night. I'm going to the midnight show, whatever. And then I ran into him like a few days later. I was like, was it good? He's like, 
yeah, I cried a little. <laughs> and then I knew, I was like, all right. In my mind, I'm like, all right, someone someone died. You know, I just knew. A lot of people died, but it's okay. But, that, but it's, I, it's a cut. Now, have you ever seen Logan? I did. Logan was trash. Get out. <laughs> don't, don't. That, that's a masterpiece is what that is. Logan? Trash. Logan was trash. It was an incredible, it's an incredible film. Very deep. It was did very, a good job of ending the franchise. Ending the run of 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 Hugh Jackman and Wolverine. No, no, Hugh Jack as Wolverine probably go down as one of the best characters playing a, another you character. Did it for like, yeah, like like seventeen years or eighteen. I mean, when did Logan come out? Maybe twenty sixteen. This is a good sixteen years. Well, maybe of I'm just a, that I'm guy. upset with how. The franchise ended things. Maybe that's what it is. Because I mean, Logan was okay, but it was great. when he was fighting the guy, he was fighting it was great. Deadpool, and it was that movie was poo. No, yeah, that was no. There were some. Listen, there were some bad ones in there. That one, that <laughs> that that uh, Wolverine Origins or whatever, that was garbage. Yeah. No, no, there were some bad ones in there. But Logan, I just thought it it took it to such a deeper place. Plus, it was one of those those comic book movies that had like the R rating so like yeah see I, it gotta it, have the it, R rating but they didn't make it like gratuitous it was just like it wasn't like it's gonna be R and there's gonna be just blood it was like to to they didn't overuse it it was just like look there's see that's why I don't like musicals some deep stuff it's like see there's no R rated musicals that's why I can't I can't watch <laughs> I can't watch Aladdin <laughs> The Lion King lives. There's no R-rated musicals. That's why you don't like musicals. That is hilarious. There's no R-rated musicals. There's like, no R-rated musical. <laughs> we, we, what know. would Grease count as? That's funny. Is Grease R-rated? Grease? No. <laughs> no, it's not. Grease was rated PG. Okay, now, it was close. It was weird in that. Yeah, Grease. Grease, man. You go back and watch Grease, you're like, wait. They're supposed to be in high school. They're thirty. You think that you think the guys that remember the Titans look old? Go back and watch Grease. I mean, there's one dude that's supposed to be in high school, and he's he's like, oh, he's probably at least forty seven. No, my biggest beef with it is because I had callers call in, give me gripe about Grease. Why at the very end of the movie they just float off? Just float off. Yeah, they get in the car, and the car floats away, and they're singing. It's just like it's like the same thing at the end of a movie with credits where there's just things happening that aren't real. Oh, just see, like I didn't. I don't yeah, know. see, I don't know. Why they flow. So you suddenly thought like it was like Back to the Future? No, I didn't. I, it really like <laughs> threw me for a loop. I'm like, he's singing. He's like, you know. It's a musical. He got on all his leather. Then he hop in the car. <laughs> and then the car floats off. And then, you know, it's like all the, you know, it was grease lightning. And I'm like, oh I'm like, the, the car was, the, all the beef was about the car, right? They was trying to fix the car. No, I mean, that's just like a, let's, let's not, I don't. I just know the best. The best thing I've heard this week is that's why I can't like musicals. <laughs> there's no R-rated musicals. That's the, it's, it's no, it's that that made my day. That's amazing. That's just an amazing line right there. That's a, no, that was awesome. It's, it's, they, they really don't like. I now look. I I was in musicals. I I, <laughs> I love a good musical. Now I'll say this. I also know that it's it's a marketplace that is not. For everyone, like I mean, I, I know a lot of people. They're like, I don't like musicals, and they'll give different reasons why. I have never heard that reason. It's no and that one is musicals. that one is that one is amazing. Somebody gotta get punched in the face. I don't know, man. There's some. Tell you something, bro. 
You know let, what's a let, musical? Let, you, you ever seen? You ever seen Les Miserables? That's some serious stuff. No, right there, what's bro. what's the what's the what's you the? Think, um, if you think that's a, like I all, know an R rated musical. I know an R rated musical, Scott. Um, what's the the man Shakespeare? Romeo and Juliet. It's R rated musical. That's not R rated. He died, and they don't. He got they killed. Don't, yeah, but that's not a musical. Why? Do, why does it count in a musical? Because they're the the characters aren't singing throughout. I've seen one that there was a musical. No, no, Romeo and Juliet's just a play. It's not a musical. Okay, they're not. They're not singing iambic pentameter. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need some help to get out of this. I don't know how we got here. Ah. Uh, Somebody, uh, Chico checked in. He said, basically was saying, yeah, the end of that Avengers movie, he was... He was crying? said someone was cutting onions. Man, like the whole theater stood up and yelled. I was just like, oh, what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> 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 Iron Man. Get him out of here. <laughs> ESPN 1420.com. Let's head to the phone lines, 269-1077. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Man, it's pretty funny that Norm brought up uh, somebody calling in and giving him a hard time about Greece because, ironically, it was me. <laughs> I couldn't handle I couldn't handle the idea or notion that he thought that Greece was a bad movie, but he was lining up for every Adam Sandler movie, including Spanglish and Fifty First Dates or whatever. Jacket, it was, so. Oh, hey, Fifty First Dates is a good film. I told you that's a good film. Yeah, Jack, and, Jack and Jill or something like that, or that Grown Ups. That's oh, all, man. That's all garbage. Halloween. Grease is a Ruby classic. Halloween. Come on, Grease is a classic. Grown Ups. Was and you know what? You, you said it was PG. It's really hard looking back to realize that was PG because the whole movie they're insinuating nothing but sexual stuff. No, no. The it, whole it, movie. It, it, back, look, they didn't have PG thirteen ratings in nineteen seventy eight. You go back and look at some PG movies in the seventies and eighties. You're like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> Y'all got to give me a harder warning. I can't let my kids watch this. This is... No, uh-uh. Nope. Was Sweeney, was, is Sweeney Todd radar? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's... No, look, there, there's some there's some hard musicals that are not, um, shall we say, like, child-friendly. But they usually don't make those into movies because, spoiler alert, R-rated movies would not do well at a box office. A lot of... Uh, excuse me, R-rated musicals. A lot of musicals don't get made into movies because, you know, the marketplace for it isn't as wide as, say, a superhero movie. So to yeah, go out on a risk and try to, like, publicize, we're going to have an R-rated musical, that's just that's just bound to fail. That's not going to work. Romeo and no, Juliet. Uh, agreed. It's not a, I, I, I will not say, a musical. <laughs> I will say this, though. I will say this, though. The, I think the reason why Logan was a good movie was because for the first time, as you, as you ever saw Wolverine in a movie, you knew he was vulnerable. Like there was, you legit thought the dude could die at any moment, and like Wolverine can't die. Like that's how you've always thought of him your whole life, growing up as a kid, reading comics, watching the cartoons, watching movies. Wolverine's the dude that you know just keeps moving forward, and nothing really happens, and it goes his his wounds heal in like two seconds. And this one, it was like, oh, 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 oh what? What's going on? And so I think the vulnerability made it a good movie, but I don't know. Whenever Norm says certain movies are bad, it blows my mind. He, he said The Greatest Showman wasn't a good show, Scott. It was a great movie. Love that. Love, I know, love right? The love the music from that. And, but and but, but he doesn't, like, but he doesn't like musicals. So, like, it's, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm I don't like Aladdin. Now, now if you had, you know, uh, P.T. Barnum out there, you know, slitting throats on his way to building the circus, then maybe then maybe Norm would be like, all right, yeah. And the, and go, 
and then and then Optimus Prime and Godzilla busted inside the tent <laughs> and grabbed the elephant and tossed them like they were trash. This is the this greatest show. Like, and then yes. the robots are singing it, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yes. Bumblebee jamming and dancing. But uh, the, the real reason I called in was y'all said the Dome is going to be uh, going to name it the Caesars Palace Superdome or the Caesars Entertainment. I know Caesars Entertainment bought it. So I didn't know if they were going to. I haven't seen I haven't it. seen like nothing. Nothing. This has just been reported through sources by like what Jeff Duncan. Yeah. But I haven't seen yeah. anywhere where they have the definitive name yet. But Norm, you said you saw it. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I've seen multiple people tweeting, but I've seen like he said, I've seen the Palace Entertainment. I've seen uh, Caesar's Palace. I've seen. I, I've seen a bunch of different reports that say, but I don't think. Like I said, that's why I asked, what's going to be the logo. Like that's oh, my biggest question. No, no, the logo is easy. I don't know if you've ever been to Caesars, but they're, all the Caesars Entertainment logo is the same one, and it's a, it's like an outlined version of uh, Caesars head, and it's in this bright, bright gold. So it's gonna look perfect with like gold. a black outline on the there top of go. the dome, gold, because the Super Dome is gold. So I think it's gonna look awesome. What I would love is to see them open up a Caesars Palace, you know, somewhere in New Orleans. That'd be awesome. You know, add another casino. And then, you know, do like some package deal or something with the Superdome. That would be amazing. Because I've been to Caesars in Vegas, and it's it's amazing. But anyway, guys, I'll, I'll hang up and listen and uh, uh, enjoy the show. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if, uh, if Harris. Uh, yeah, you'd have to have some of that on the river. That would Go back and read about Harris trying to open in New Orleans. And there is a – it was like they had a building up for a while. with They weren't able to open it. Yeah. It, was, it was quite a – it was it was quite a headline grabber, put it that way. It took a lot to get that thing open. I see. Uh, that was my uh, my grandmother was telling me before uh, <clears throat> what what it took to get a, a major casino in New Orleans because they used to go to Biloxi, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's crazy. ESPN fourteen twenty and dot com. Let's head back to the phone lines. Hello. Hey Scott, how are you, sir? Good morning. Good. Hey, man, I just want to let you know I checked out Suit Up this past weekend and I got me a couple Southern Mars shirts and I did mention that I heard it on the radio show. You know what? You're a good person. You're going to heaven. I appreciate <laughs> it. And, I mean, truth be told, that that's some nice stuff there, man. I love that place. That's why, that's why I, I hype it up the way I do. And there was a story, maybe you could help me. Think. I think it was your son at a wedding one time, uh, one time just started yelling out, suit up. No, no, it was a church. It was a church. A yeah. church. Even when better. My, <laughs> when, my son, when my son was like one and he was starting to talk, I took him over there one time. I was just going to visit with the guys there, and I, I, when I walk in, I, always, I just start yelling it, and they laugh, whatever. So he started repeating it after me. So then it became this thing where, you know, one of his first words was suit up. <laughs> and yeah, we were we were at church and um and it was, you know, during this part, you know, for Catholics, think of it this way, bells and there's a moment of silence and then suddenly he goes, suit up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happened. The, the best, that happened. The best free advertising in America right there. there it is. Hey, I, and I was like, hey man, everybody, you need to get some new church clothes. Go to suit up after this, you know. But it's closed on but Sunday. But everybody so. there was Everybody there was super nice, great customer service, and I definitely am going back when they get some more of their collection in. But thanks for the tip, man. It was a great, great uh, experience to go in there, so appreciate it. Well, thanks for sharing, man. That's awesome. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. See, you need the air horn. See, that was, that's the air. You got to give them the air horns after that. Going to suit up, getting suited up. 
Uh, Jay emails. He says, I can't stand musicals. Thank you. Thank it's you. The see, wall of see, y'all just got to expand. You know, you just got to got to see more of them. You know what I'm watching tonight? That, uh, that Not uh, a musical. No, it's not a musical. It's the Justice League, Dan Schneider. Oh, you, you, got, you got four hours on your hands? It's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. There is no way I could watch a four-hour movie I in can't. my life now. I can't. And it's. I'm glad they, they divided up into parts because that's how I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to take a break, go do some work, then finish watching. Because four hours, they're like, oh, Norman, you st- Marvel is three. You watched the whole three. I'm like, because I wanted to. <laughs> so wait, you're going to watch a movie you don't want to watch? No, no, no. I'm just saying, you you sitting in a movie theater, there's three hours, you kind of forced. You're not going to get up and take breaks. Depends how bad it is, I guess. Uh, have, so you've left the movie theater because of a bad, bad movie? I, I think I, I, think I left the movie theater once. It was like, I think it was when I was seeing Good Burger back in the day. What? <laughs> good Burger, Good Burger, home of the Good Burger, can I take your order? <laughs> <laughs> that movie was horrible, but it was the best movie ever. <laughs> what? It made absolutely no sense. The Mondo Burger, everybody had on, on aluminum foil, but I it was remember. great. I left. I mean, I was like, was a great. teenager, I was. Bur- I burgers exploded. Went. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, it was so. The my the nineties were wow. I was talking about that on the internet uh, yesterday. A couple of viral tweets, like, you know how everybody, um, let's say in this generation right now, they want the Lamborghinis, the Bentleys. In 1994, you wanted an expedition. Bamani <laughs> was, was, was tweeting about that the other day. Heck yeah, yeah dude. When you those Dodge PT Durangos Cruise. came out in 97 or 98, it was a shot. I mean, it's, I still, hey, I'm not, I'm not dogging any of those. Man, that was. But a- yeah, if you if you could get in some wheels back then, man, and it was like, kidding an expedition? Are you kidding me? That thing was. That's why it was so funny because that's the first car I ever drove. Expedition. I had to lie in order to get able. So it was like my mom had a, a expedition. We were moving, and she's driving her other car, and she's like, you know, I'm begging, begging, begging. I could drive. I could drive. I could drive. She's like, Have you ever driven before? I'm like, Yeah. My cousin let me drive his expedition. She's like, No, he didn't. So I was like, Uh huh. <laughs> so I just basically just lie like just I let drove. you get behind the wheel just to get behind the wheel, and that was my first time ever driving because I lied, said I drove one previously. So now I'm driving this big old expedition I've never drove ever, but it turned out well. It turned out okay. I drove. <clears throat> I had a, a some hand me down cars, and so it was this old family suburban from the '80s that I got when I I got when I got my license. Back then, you could get your license. You get your license at fifteen. So I was fifteen years old. The world didn't know what they were doing. Dri- oh, <laughs> I was like driving around like a tank. It was not. And I thought, like, oh, I got, I'm a great driver. No, I was fifteen. <laughs> like, that was not a safe move. You know, thank goodness I, you know, I didn't. No, no one ever got hurt. But I think looking back on it, it was such a large vehicle. I mean, this thing, if it ran into something, it was going to that, the, that was going to be fine. And and it wasn't like they got it, like they, they got it for me, like, oh, this is safe. No, it was just a hand-me-down, you know. It was older, and they're like, all right, you know, good. Be safe. <laughs> 15 with my driver's license, man. ESPN1420.com. Scott Brave, the Norman Locke. Um, Chico has informed us that uh, Harris in New Orleans will, is, is going to name to Caesars. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I like it. 
I like it. I, I like Harris. Every time it's my birthday, I go in there. I, I at least go to Harris once a year to get my free spin on my birthday. It's uh, This is um, it's getting a $325 million upgrade. Sheesh. Uh, and I ain't going to never win no money. <laughs> yeah. No. There was one time I went there and won some money. It was during one of the... I mean, I don't, I don't gamble much. It was, it was during one of the New Orleans Bulls because yeah, I was just staying across the street. So right. I was like, you know what, let me go and... You know how you know how they get you. Like one night you have a good run, and then you're like, "Feel pretty good, gonna go back." That's that's when you make the mistake. That's when you make you the go mistake. Go back, and then you leave empty-handed. Now, the house wins, man. Also, they had a uh, another debate. I wanted to get your your thoughts on it because I know you you you've watched a fair share of WWE matches. Yeah, I have. I, I yes, not of lately, but you have seen well, enough. Not, not in like the last year or so, but I've, I've seen some over the years. They, they come in like it all depends on what year because there are pockets of time in my life where I watched, and then there's large gaps where I did. There was a debate between the RKO versus the Stunner, which is the most effective of the two. Which is most well? Now, see, RKO was winning online. But people are saying in the match, once the stunner hits, you're pretty much done. No one kick, no one's kicking out of the stunner. And and that's and that's where I kind of not, not a stone cold push. Not a on. not a stone cold push. You see, it started with his birthday, and then now it's and is now it's trickled past his birthday. And they had I want to say they set they set both of them down on a round table to discuss. If I'm not so mistaken. One beer, two beers, three beers, a shot of whiskey. A margarita and a bloody Mary. That's Stone Cold on his birthday, just <laughs> celebrating there. That's a list. That is a. <laughs> you, that is a list. Give me a hell yeah! I said, give me a hell yeah! Come on, it's just, it's got to be no. That Stone Cold and The Rock, my two favorite wrestlers, but the RKO though. He did do the RKO in some times where the, you, you didn't know the move was coming. At times, every time. RKO out of nowhere. I'm just like, ah, he gets it. Ah. I, I, uh, I, I interviewed Jonathan Coachman a few times. And um, that started back like a few years ago when he, he made a comment about UL softball when he was on ESPN that like UL people were hot. They were not happy about it. And he came on the show and, like, cleared it up. And he was cool. So he came on again, like, a year later. And that's when I started asking him, like, his days traveling and, and you know, with WWE. And he said that, uh, I was like, what well, was harder to take, a stunner or a people's elbow? He's like, oh, a stunner. He's like, if you don't time it right, you can get really messed up. He's like, a people's elbow, all you got to do is lay there. Like, that's it. And he said there was one time, he said the most pain he was ever in on TV once was that, Stone Cold gave him a stiff kick once, like, out of the ring. It was during some wrestling shenanigans. And he said it hit him right in the kidney, and he just fell to his knees. And he said he thought he was going to die, but he had to, like, get up and move around because they had this bit that they were doing. And he's like, this is the most painful time where on TV where he's like, I mean, I don't know. He's like, I probably leaned into it too much, and it just, like, it just. See, out, cause Stone Cold man. got that knee brace. He got that. So that that's I know that kick was straight. It was so stiff. stiff. <laughs> you, better, you better not lean into that one. You better not lean into that it one. Was, it was no because your knees was just a cushion. It was no cushion. It was just ugh. 
He said the other time he got most hurt was he was they were at some they were at some house show in like Akron or Toledo or somewhere in the Midwest, like a smaller venue, and they were in some like locker room that was old and small, and they had concrete everywhere. And uh, Batista, <laughs> who guy. is you know in the Marvel universe as Drax the Destroyer, was practicing some. His coach didn't wrestle much. I mean, he was a commentator, but he'd always get in there and take his licks every now and then. And Batista was trying to work on some move where he was going to throw him into the air and try to catch him on his shoulders. And then, I don't know. And, um, and they, you know, they weren't paying attention. I mean, he's a big coach. is a big dude. Batista's really big. like really no, tall. Big, no, big, yeah, I mean, he's like 6'4". And like he said that they didn't realize there was this, there were these like really thick steel pipes like above them in the ceiling. It's like an old locker room. And he said Triple H was, was like walking by and he asked him something like, hey, check, this is what we're going to try to do if it's a finish tonight. And he said he threw Coach up in his head. Just, Pow! Just nailed the pipe. He said he like lost conscious for a minute and he like, you know, he, he kind of came with it and, and Batista's like checking on him and he looks up at Triple H just laughing. He's like, that's the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Like them cats, dude, you better be. I hate Triple H. You better be. Um, better have a high pain tolerance if you're going to be a wrestler. Triple, Triple H and John Cena, they don't want to see me. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did we get here? How did we get through it? So Stone, is, Stone, is, Stone Cold the, is Stone Cold the goat? Stone Cold. Ric Flair's the goat. Ric Flair's the goat. See, with wrestling, there's multiple goats. Oh, see, there we, here we go. The there's multiple, multiple. They're multiple greatest of all time. They're multiple goats. Because I don't feel as though there's one single greatest of all time wrestler, so I feel like that's why there's multiple goats. It's 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 Flair. How how is Rick, it automatically Rick, just Rick Flair? Uh, because man, I I don't even know how to explain it. I I just there there are guys that were the greatest of their generation, like a pocket, like Stone Cold. Stone Cold did not have a run. Um, that was as long as some of the greats. He has certainly not had the post-wrestling career that The Rock has. No one has. I mean, The Rock is the biggest star in the world. But, like, there was, like, just a three-year span where, I mean, it was just Stone Cold. I loved it. There was nothing, nothing like, that had more heat that was bigger than that. Um, But Ric Flair, just in the earlier days for so long, just like there was nothing like it, and, and like the promos and the way promos are now, like he he just started. What years was was? Oh, it? dude, I mean, he started. Ric Flair's old. I don't know how that guy's still alive. No, <laughs> no I'm serious. No, I'm Ric saying. Flair wrestled in different territories for like. No, I'm saying like these. So is it the '60s, the '70s, or oh, '70s, '80s, '90s? See, this is and this is two thousands, twenty tens. I'm gonna make this statement again. If you was fighting, and the scene looked like. A scene from the Warriors, leather jackets, broken bottles. Bro, and, you're talking about pro wrestling, right? Now. I'm just saying. No. I just I envision Ric Flair fighting in multiple leather jackets. No, he didn't wear leather. You've seen the robes that cat wore. Yeah, yeah, I saw the robes, but I'm Come just saying now. it's the '70s, and I feel like uh, most world championships ever, uh, longest time active in terms of being in like really big matches. I mean, he's just he's the go. Those promos he cut like. No one did that back in the day. They're still, they are still that old. Like, how many guys that are in their seventies? This is this is for you, Norm. This is a question for you because you're on the internet all the time. Okay, how many guys that are in their seventies are as 
meme relevant with the youth and with current athletes as Ric Flair. You see more. 70s. You see more Ric Flair memes and gifts and stuff on social media than you do of Stone Cold. You yeah, see no, Ric Flair maybe more than like anyone. Like LeBron and these guys talk about Ric Flair and like the impact he had. Migos made the he, Ric Flair song. He wasn't like he was way past his prime whenever those guys were kids. Like that's the kind of impact that dude's had. Like little kids what now. About, see, now no, I will compare him to Hulk Hogan though. Oh well, well Hogan's Hogan, he he ruined all that. By yeah, being, as of late, right. Know, but I'm just saying the last but, four or five years. But Hogan, if you say was doing promos and I Hogan, would, Hogan at his peak might have been might have been like Hogan and Stone Cold at their absolute peak might have been bigger. But it's kinda like now look, you let's I'm, I'm just, giving longevity too. I'm gonna use Hulk, this as an Hulk example Hogan. and don't only because I I know the career. Don't try to turn it into a sports debate. But like, you know, sometimes people will compare Breeze and Rogers, and Greg Greg would get into it with me, and I would say, listen, I think Rogers at his absolute peak, mm-hmm. at his best, I think is better than Breeze. I also think Breeze had a longer stretch of of being better for a longer period of time. Yeah. Whereas like Rogers had, you know, a few. I mean, he's he's an all time great, but he had a few like you know valleys and and things like that. And maybe when all is said and done, he's he has it longer. My point is, Flair did it for longer and much longer. I mean, the guy was just. I don't know how that guy's alive. <laughs> I really don't. It's it's. But I'll still see like old promos like on Twitter or stuff, and I just start. I just I can't help but just. Start I think, laughing. and I'm a I'm a use uh of. A reference that Chad Johnson uses on the podcast that he's on. I think it's all the built up calluses in his body of all the things that he was ingesting in the seventies and the eighties that, you know, those guys once they get to once they reach that age are built up, regular germs don't affect them anymore. It's yeah, it's like it's if you're a wrestler, you either die young or you live like you, too long or yeah, something. If you just, make it past I mean, it's sad. I'm not trying to be morbid, but if like you make it past like 50 or like 55, maybe it's like you're the good football players too. Though, it's like you know, like they got 80, you know, 75, 80 old players that was playing with leather helmets, and it's just like you, you got them calluses, bro. You built up them calluses, like. Like that's Let's go that's like it. way back in the day, and he's just, he's just. I mean, uh you see what I'm saying, man? Like just, this just the go. He was man. the. That's why I, I feel like that's why everybody they liked his swag back then. It's like you didn't have anyone who was so flamboyant yeah. back then, I, and I feel it. Like how dare you speak to me when I spent more <laughs> money last year on spilled liquor <laughs> than you spit on those shoes. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's calluses. From everything he's ingested over that, that career is some calluses, man. Ah, the goat. So is the is the term goat overused? Because you, it it says greatest of all time, and yet you you, you used the phrase a few minutes ago. That's normal. Like I'm Scott Pray, the great Scott Show, ESPN 1420. You said there are multiple goats. How can that be? So greatest of all time doesn't have the article, and this is this is this is the key. This is the key in verbiage. The in front of it. 
So it is not, it's not like it's GOAT with a T in front of it. So the greatest of all time is singular. If I say the just greatest of all time, that can be insinuated as So plural. you have to say he's a GOAT. You can't say he's the GOAT? Correct. <laughs> all right. Well, And if you just say So when it, I say who, but you asked who's the GOAT. The GOAT, that's one. Woo! That's one. So if I say who's, you know. That's. This, this is, when we're talking GOATs. <laughs> When you and we say goats, that's a S. It's greatest of all times. That's just how that's how I see it. So when when you get into a debate, and Dwayne Wade was recently on at the podcast, the I am the I am athlete podcast, and he came out and said Jordan is goat. He's and he, like I say, he put it singular. It's his goat. While others came out and said, you know, LeBron's my goat. Then people go come out and say, you know. Babe Ruth is my goat, and everybody has their goat. How I see it as in some sports or in some notions, there is a goat, our greatest of all time, and then there's the goats. Now, now it's just turned into here's my personal favorite great, and that's that's what it, I think. That's what it's it's really have turned into. Um, also, in my criteria, you can't put a person in the greatest of anything if they're still actively doing it. Well, people do that all the time. Yeah, and, Every and day. I hate I hate I hate when they do that because if they until they retire, you can't compare them to other retired people. Kelly Oob. You yeah. like him, right? No, I don't. What? I don't like Kelly. Where where is he from? He's from New Orleans. Well why do you why she, like what what Because he's built more houses than uh, Habitat for Humanity with the amount of bricks he's he's been shooting up this season. You don't like him just because he has bricks? I thought you still like Kelly Oob, the guy. Oh, uh, he's okay. <laughs> Here's what he had to say about GOAT on the Complex Sports Podcast. It's disrespectful to the hard-earned, you know, awards and accolades that Mike and Kobe have won. And I think Michael yeah. is Michael Jordan is to go because simple fact that he just wasn't denied, he wasn't able to be denied. Kelly, you just you you just said no one today should be called the goat. That's yeah, what he no, was just but, saying. But what I would <laughs> see, and this speaks to what Tony Allen was saying with Draymond Green, like. Who verifies some of these guys to speak? And it's like, you know, if you don't, you don't got the street cred to be talking, like, I'm not interviewing. I, everybody has their opinion, but Kelly Oubre, who you're, who's the GOAT? Me asking Kelly Oubre, who's the GOAT? It's really low on my totem pole. Come on. You would turn down an interview with him if he was going to come on your show Sunday? Don't even act like I, you, I, you know what? I, it's something. You know why? Because I, I will have Send more. Send him to me. I will have more. I'll interview him. I have more negative things to laugh and joke to him about than positive. Because I mean, he's from the ones, but he left when he was yeah, like because of Katrina. Yeah, he left because of Katrina. Yeah. So I can't ask him about growing up in New Orleans. So that's not that's a conversation we can't have. Two, I think he's on his third team now. I mean, I could go through the good experience. You're gonna but turn it's not... down interviews with NBA players now? You're too good for that, Norm. No, Come I'm just now. saying. That's it's what just you're saying. You're saying you're too good to interview Kelly Oob. I didn't say that. I just uh, I just feel like the interview wouldn't be as best because I'm gonna be I'm I'm gonna be trolling on most of the interview. You you would turn that down. I didn't say I would turn it down. I say uh, it would, I, I would be you trolling. You just said you would pass on it. Yeah, because I know me, Scott. Like if you sit, like don't sit Jared Cook in front of me. 
it's gonna it's gonna be an interview. An interview gonna happen, but is it gonna be to Jarek's Cook's uh, you know, best interest? So so a caller makes a caller makes a good point. Why can't Oop say who the goat is, but you can. I, I say he's entitled to his opinion. I just say it would be low on my my totem pole. I, I literally said he's entitled to his opinion. But if he plays in the league, what is what does that make our opinion about? Yeah, that's goat like talk? that's like you know when we get into this the debate and talk about championships. We talk to players who won championships. We talking to somebody about not. To, oh, why would you talk to Dan Marino? Correct. That's ridiculous, I Norm. Mean, we can't talk so to Dan Marino about down, a Super Bowl. What, you if we're talk, talking you about a Super Bowl. You wouldn't ask Dan Marino who he thinks the greatest quarterback of all time is. He's an all-time no, great QB. You wouldn't ask him that? That's not the question. I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask Dan Marino who's who's the best Super Bowl quarterback or what does it take to make a, a win a Super Bowl. I, I would say, what do you think it takes to make one? You never made one. You played in one. Why is it so hard? Why is, You would know better than most. You're an all-time great. You couldn't even get to a Super Bowl. Norm sitting there saying, I wonder how he I wouldn't even ask. First of all, Marino's a terrible interview. That, that, that's what I'm saying. All time like, great quarterback, you know why, but not a good interview. You know why Kelly's on that? that I don't know what show you just played, but he's probably talking about sneakers. He was on the Complex Sports podcast, and he said, This game, listen, no, he's not talking about speakers, sneakers. Listen to this. I think that the game today is a little bit more soft. So, I mean, I heard that's the quote. Not, that's, that's, the, that's, not, not, that's not sneakers. That was literally that's, the only quote the, that, the whole said, episode. I think that this game today is a little bit more soft. So to call anybody, you know, a goat nowadays is, you know, pretty much disrespectful to the hard-earned, you know, awards and accolades that Mike and Kobe have won. And I think Michael yeah. is Michael Jordan is the goat because simple fact that he just wasn't denied, he wasn't able to be denied. He's right. Kelly's right. Not too good to admit it. Not too good to interview a guy playing in the league. Born in this great state, amen. Did Come you on, did man. you see what Bomani Jones? See, see you, unlike you, you this twenty-five-year-old is showing some reverence for those. Would you of the would past. you interview Bomani Jones? Oh, in a second, That'd you be would. Great. Oh my God, that, I would love to interview. Can him. you go to the troll bank for me? Why? Because I, I have a Bomani uh, about him ripping the Saints. And I, I, about I, I don't know. What you t- I don't. Is it? You mean you the thing he said the other day? He just, he loves to rip. Here's why Bomani's great. So wait, you're you're suggesting I wouldn't want to interview? I'm him? just I, I asked. You say you would in a second. Okay, in a second. <laughs> and I know how much he dogs the Saints. Here's what's great about Bomani: he he understands the Saints Falcons rivalry. Oh, he does. He now he does not root for the Falcons anymore. But the only oh, aspect, no, the only he he openly says, I did not get anything good out of this relationship. He says <laughs> he says, but the one thing I still do do is. I I love to troll on the Saints. That's the best part. He's like, but as far as hoping the Falcons are going to win, he's like, I got out of that a long time ago. They, this was this was not a two way street relationship. They were asked about a, not a they were they were asked about a foul in a in a women's basketball game on TV the other day, and he turned it into, oh, that's the best no call since you know the Rams that. and the Saints in the NFC title game, and then he brought up the Minneapolis miracle. No, I I respect it. I love I that. respect it. But he's he's not doing it for attention. He genuinely grew up a Falcons fan and held on to that one aspect of it where he he hates the Saints. Yeah, and then the, the other he doesn't co-hosts. just do it to like get attention and troll. I mean, he actually like believes it. Yeah, and he, he's such an excellent troll. I love it. I love it. And anytime, sad. anytime I can get 
allies to align with me and my troll. He, he didn't. He didn't ally with you, man. He has. He has been dogging the Saints for a long time. You just do it for attention. He does it because he means it. Believes it. You think I do it for attention? Absolutely. You don't. You don't think I do it because I mean it? I absolutely think you do it for attention. <laughs> <laughs> you. Don't, you don't think I? I don't mean it from the heart. I think. I think sometimes you mean it. I do think there are other, t- I think there are other times where it's like, all right, this he's fishing. He's just throwing out some hooks. A few people are going to bite, and then he's going to go on a show and say, listen to what every Saints fan said when like three people responded on Twitter like, man, shut up, the Cowboys, blah, blah, blah. Come on, man. I'm going to Who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? I'm going to give it out my game plan. <laughs> I'm going to give it. It's, it's there. Is that, that's an open playbook. I see it. Is that, is, is that a little bit. Whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> that was some country music that came out of nowhere. Probably add and a little bit. <laughs> so you, so so here's what we've learned. Norm Norman believes that greatest of all time is can be used like multiple as many times as you want. Yes, and he thinks that a 25 year old currently in the leagues opinion of the goat registers lower than Norm's opinion of the goat. Yes, he he, he ain't that guy. I rock with you, Kelly, but you ain't got a guy. Come on now. <laughs> the guy's got a reference, a reverence and a respect. In the sneaker community. In the in the in the basketball community. Yeah. In the world. You could learn you could learn something from you should bring Kelly on and let him like talk to you. I feel like he could teach you a thing or two. Yeah. I'm gonna talk I'm gonna yeah, yeah. I'd rather <laughs> talk to Jackson Hayes. Hey, Hayes after every dunk. I'm the man. <laughs> Man, this is crazy. Trade deadline. It's coming. It's today, today, 2 o'clock. What's happening? Zoe going to be gone? Is he not? Is he? What's happening with that? He's not on Zion's What are Zion's the Pelicans going to do? <laughs> and, yes, an NHL story Ooh. that involves a referee that I may not be I, I, we'll go ahead and tell you we're not dialed into the hockey community. No. But he did something that I've heard other refs admit many times like, yeah, that happens. Maybe it doesn't happen in hockey, but I bet it does because it happens in every sport. Go cracking, though. <laughs> and he's out. It's a great Scott show sponsored by Suit Up. For those listening on the stream, whether it be on your mobile device or mobile app and connect to car smart speakers, that is brought to you by Champons Market and the Oil Center. Champons going to the extra Mile. Don't go anywhere. The Great Scott Show, ESPN 1420.com. It's a terror of knowing what this world is about. Watching some good friends scream. Get me out. Tomorrow. Insurance claims must be properly documented. Having the right attorney can make all the difference in the world. Spencer Callahan is the one to see. Call for Primary office in Baton Rouge. If you own a small business, you know how hard it can be to find new customers. Now, Town Square has new tools that can help your business stand out and grow today. Go to GetLocalCustom.com for a free local market competitive analysis that will show you what other businesses in town are doing to find new customers and how you can do it too with Town Square. Plus, be one of the first business owners to sign up with Town Square and receive $500 in free advertising on this radio station. Start growing your business today. Visit GetLocalCustomers.com. Hey, James, that order just doubled. we got to move fast here. Indeed knows unexpected growth can stretch your business thin. Uh, Somebody pick up that phone. Like at Lucas Gourmet Frozen Pizza Company, to operate at scale, he needs to get started hiring right, right away. I need Indeed. 
Indeed you do. And the moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first sponsored job post. Terms and conditions apply. Right now, Allstate has almost as many ways to save as there are types of music. Save for being a new customer. Save more for adding DriveWise. And save even more for driving safely. Visit Allstate.com or contact your local agent to get a quote. Find out how much you can save today. Allstate. Now that should be music to your ears. Not available in every state. New customer savings based on early signing discount. Drive-bys is an optional feature. Savings vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Northbrook, Illinois. Delta World Tire is 100% committed to making every part of your experience with them hassle-free and pleasant. Whether it's tires, brakes, oil change, or scheduled maintenance, Delta World Tire's highest priority is serving you. If you're planning to travel this season, Delta World Tire is here to make sure your vehicle is road ready. If the tire needs replacing, the oil needs changing, or any other scheduled maintenance, Delta World Tire will be with you every mile of the way. Doing nice things for people in the cars they drive. We're Delta World Tire. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel teaches you conversations that you will actually use. With 14 languages and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll learn what matters most to you. Babbel. Language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. It's time to replace the largest moving object in your home. Where do you go and what will it cost? Let Overhead Door Company of Lafayette take the stress out of buying a new garage door. Call 337-837-9226. Overhead Door Company of Lafayette carries CHI overhead doors. Known for their quality, dependability, and their beauty. They are made by craftsmen and installed by professionals at Overhead Door Company of Lafayette. CHI overhead doors. Dependable, long-lasting, and beautiful. Available at Overhead Door Company of Lafayette. 337-837-9226. Call now. Half Price Deals are back at SeizeTheDeal.com, your opportunity to buy gift certificates for half price. There are only 100 for sale, so when they're gone, they're gone. This week, get a $50 gift certificate to Sky Zone Trampoline Park in Lafayette for only $25. Lafayette's premier trampoline park, Sky Zone, offers family fun entertainment all year round, from birthday parties and play dates to glow parties. It's the perfect place to keep your little ones active over the Easter holidays. These go on sale this coming Friday beginning at 6 a.m. Remember, there is a limited number available, so get yours before they're sold out. If you're looking for the perfect place for you and the family to enjoy the Easter holidays, Sky Zone on Ambassador Caffrey and Lafayette has something for all ages. From their Ninja Warrior course and the Warped Wall to their Ultimate Dodge Zone, Sky Zone in Lafayette will keep your whole family busy. So grab your whole family, head out to Sky Zone, and start making memories. This Friday morning, $50 gift certificates to Sky Zone for only $25 at SeizeTheDeal.com. ESPN 1420. ESPN. KPEL Lafayette. A Town Square Media Station. What's up? This is Zion Williamson of New Orleans Pelicans, and you're listening to Acadiana's Best Sports Leader for Acadiana's Best Sports Fans. ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app. The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed. Great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. On ESPN 1420 and ESPN1420.com.
Hello, everybody. We're debating during the during the open. You take ESPN away all the turnovers. fourteen twenty. ESPN fourteen twenty dot com. Is he a top five quarterback? How many yards did he throw for last year? All, if you take away all of the turnovers, that's what. That's why I say it's such a general statement. Or even if if you say that for any quarterback. You know, you take away yeah, blanks dude, turnovers. If you could say that about both of the Saints quarterbacks, yeah, you could. That's what you could say about both any quarterback. Take away all the turnovers, but like I, we were, we were debating her in the break about what did you say? Marcus Spears said if yeah. Jameis Winston, and you say you could say it about any quarterback. I, you could say it about any player, but if Jameis cuts back on the turnovers, the difference is well, he he threw for five thousand yards. You say it about. Well, Mitch Trubisky, like, okay, so now you've just got a game manager. You say it about a guy that threw for 5,000. Well, now you've got a, a, a really good starter. Well, I mean, to say— There is a difference. Well, to one, preface, throwing for 5,000 yards doesn't equate to being a good quarterback. Name one that has done it that wasn't a good quarterback. I mean, this is—okay, <laughs> Jameis Winston. Okay. All right. All right. No. That, that, fair enough. Fair enough. But but my point is the other ones that did didn't have all those turnovers. That's my only point. Like when people say it about Jameis, like if he cuts back on the turnovers, your point is you could say that about any quarterback. But I do think there's a difference between a guy that suddenly just becomes a game manager and a guy that suddenly is like, wow, he's throwing for that much and that that few interceptions. That there's a big difference there. Now I don't. I don't know that he's going to do that. I'm just saying, if, if we if we was to to, to take out Carson Wentz, like take away the turnovers. That's what the coach basically just said when he asked for the trades. Like, oh, we got we got Carson Wentz without the turnovers. Take away the car. Take away the turnovers. If you say Baker Mayfield, take away the turnovers. If we say. Uh, what's another? Uh, we say Carson Wentz never came. I mean, Carson Wentz never came close to getting five thousand yards. Never, never you, came you close. You see, you're using the 5,000 yards. Yeah, right, but that's, that's – right, of course say, I am. Let's that's say Matthew Stafford. Stafford's a good quarterback. Take away the turnovers. He's he's a great quarterback. <laughs> he, I think I think he was already a good quarterback. I think he's always been but a good take quarterback. Away, all right. Take away he had now. Then somehow, if, if he had zero turnovers, that's then the Lions would have That's what I'm Lions saying. What does that even – correct. No. That's why I'm just like, that's the, a general statement. Cut, I, don't, I don't Cut back on turnovers is a realistic, is realistic analysis – Get rid of all turnovers is dumb. No one in sports can do that. To use that as a talking point with anything, I think it's silly. Well, I mean, Michael Jordan's the GOAT. What if you gave him zero turnovers for his career? That's well, all, now that's he's all even the he, goatest of GOATs. We can't take away the turnovers. Can James not turn the football over? You could say, if this guy can cut can't back on turnovers. On his turnovers. Correct. Because I just don't like saying the general statement that any, you know, oh, you know, he threw 5,000 yards, take away the turnovers, he's a good quarterback. Well, it's some, no, it's, he's not. It's some odd, odd reasons why he threw 30 picks. You know, I just can't take I'm away. Not, I'm, not, I'm not speaking about what he's done in the past yeah, or I'm, anything like that. I think if someone's analyzing a player that's turnover prone, you can't just take James Winston or, or, or Sam Bradford or whoever, or Sam Darnold, excuse me. Um, you can't just take it away. You know, that's, I feel like that's like saying, you know, he'll be a good running back if he was just, you know, a little bit faster. No, you can't. You're not. You're not gonna. <laughs> you can't. You can't just get a little bit faster. You yeah, can't but just you take can't away work, the you turnover. Can't, you, you can uh, There have been players that have come in the. Peyton Manning threw like a gazillion interceptions early yeah, in his career. He did. He did. But also, we we people like to say. I like to use that too, but more so like the Jameis Winston. The coach went, got, went go get some Hall of Famers. 
To, to, and that's kind of what cut down on the interceptions too. Yeah. Well, Marvin uh, Harrison was already there. Yeah, but you get a Reggie Wayne, you get a Edron James who came that next year. I want to say for Peyton Manning. Yeah. yeah, and and turnovers are oh, they're gonna start sliding you down and start giving away the pill. No, but my my I mean my point is to suggest that I don't like the the speed comparison. A quarterback. I mean, you just proved one Oops, reason okay. how a quarterback, whether it's because they improve themselves and or get better players around them, can cut back on turnovers. I don't think a running back is going to come in. You might so be able Devery to find Henderson. you might be able to find like one or two extreme examples of a player that in their twenties got a little quicker on their feet, but that's not that's so, not normal. So, so if I say Devery Henderson, if he would have just caught all the passes, he would have been an elite receiver. Um. You could say during his career each season, if he cuts back on the drops, he'll be a better receiver next year, sure. And, and we can really say that about any wide receiver, right? I think you're going to say it about receivers that have a higher ceiling but drop the ball. I mean, what Ted Ginn's been in the league how long? Shoot. Too long. Too okay. long. <laughs> 16, 17 years. If Ted Ginn didn't have the dropsies, but each season be like, can he have a year where he cuts back? Some, some guys improve, some guys don't. Some guys... Jameis might always have the that's, turnover that's issues. Why I just he might. Can't, I can't. He might. I don't want to throw. That's why I just. I, I feel like with that general statement, I can't throw away a person's past to throw away what they're known for in their not. past. To, why to, would you throw it away? Well, I'm just saying that's why I still kind of stay away from those type of things. Like if I could just take away this one aspect that's been part of his entire career, like when ben, when people would Ben Simmons say, "Oh, if if he could get a jump shot." Well, we're kind of like, I want to say, six years into Ben Simmons' career. The jump shot's not coming, bro. The three-point's not coming, bro. We're we're six years into Giannis' career. Or oh, if Shaq could just improve his free throw percent. Bro, we're, yeah, we're 30 years into are, Yeah, but there are other examples. Jason Kidd was not a great three-point shooter when he came into the league. He ended his, like, top five all-time and three-pointers made. Yeah, yeah, some yeah. Guys, but we, some we, guys actually do improve. I mean, you can you can you can use examples. We didn't we didn't go in saying if only Jason Kidd improved his three point percentage, he can be this, that, or the third. We didn't go we didn't go in saying that. We go in saying these characteristics of if only a Ben Simmons, if only a Jameis Winston, if only a Taysom Hill, if only we we go putting into it, there. it. I mean, no one when Jameis started in Tampa, no one was saying that. That is that has come about no. during his pro career. Correct. Like when Jason Kidd came in the league, he didn't shoot a tonic cow, at least from the outside. It was early on, it was like, eh, he needs to be he needs to work. His three point shoot isn't great and it became really, really good. When he got old. I mean, Michael Jordan wasn't, like, hitting jump shots everywhere when he first came in nobody the league. Nobody said, though, even at any point, nobody said, if but we no one take said that about Jameis when he came into the league. Either. I didn't he say take away. It. I didn't say take it. I didn't say when he just came in the league. But no, even then during the career, no one said, oh, Jordan needs to start shooting more. If Jordan stopped going to the goal and start shooting more, he's going to be a better player. Nobody you, ever said that. How do you know? You weren't even – You weren't even. We pull up an pull up article and show article, me how Sports has changed. My point is oh, now – They had newspapers. They had like, newspapers. Well, you, you, can, you can find any example of an analyst said this about a player today because there's 24-7 sports well, talk okay. and, and talk shows and let's just make up not something we do we actually debate but there are shows where it's like let's just make up something to argue about today um so I, I think you can find those examples everywhere with athletes of the last 15 years as opposed to you know athletes like you know kelly Youp has respect for you know the guys that came before him he's got respect for his elders unlike you norman like 
No. Put the old guys. No. Put them down. Put them down. Put them down. Oh, guys. so now so now Jordan isn't the GOAT? No, I didn't say that. You just said put them down. I said old guys. I didn't say Jordan. Jordan's old, bro. No, you got to respect Jeffrey. Jordan's old. You got the LaMelo ball pick. You on his G guys. He trying to get this GM bag together. LaMelo ball. What about Lonzo ball? Where's he going? We got me and Lennon got into our first intense debate yesterday. Intense. It was intense. I, I found the other out, ones haven't been intense? No. <laughs> this one was intense. This is how we got to the topic of learning that Lennon is a a first degree black belt and he is he has certificate in knives. Is that right? Yeah, he, he can handle knives. So don't don't mess with Lennon, Scott. We we had callers say they can they like the the laughing joke, but Lennon is he has proficiency certificates in knives. But how quick is he? That's a good question, but he's a black belt. So I don't know. It's like I, I don't think I didn't think he was that quick. Does he Jake still? From, does he still? Does he still um, practice the art of karate, or is this something that happened when he was like in high school? That's a good question. I mean, there's people that were all state in sports in high school, and then they get a little older, and it's like. I think they could just pick up a ball and I'm, go. I'm not more so with black belt. It's the okay. knife proficiency. Yeah, no, you're it's like, because <laughs> I, I actually say I don't know what you're sitting on in the studio. You got that pin next to you. You might know how to do some things. You might be on your kill bill. That's such a swag. no. Lynn just loves that anime, man. He, those things inspire him. He's like, I'm gonna get some knives. You know what I'm saying? So I, I had to All watch right. out. So, so you were worried. So it got intense it enough got that intense. you were worried he was gonna cut you. I, I, he has the ability. And that's what that worried me enough. I had to back the chair up and do, you know, remote. I see. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, but my question is, uh, my, my beef is, okay, with Lonzo Ball, possibly can be on his third team in five years. He hasn't, he's shown flashes of being good. I, and I, I'll start with saying this. I think Lonzo Ball can make a good team great. I don't think he makes a bad or average team good. I think I look at Lonzo Ball, he's played 200 career games. When people say, you know, he's not finished developing, he's he still has time to grow, it, it is true, but he has played 200 career games. So, But what is, for you, is it more about games played or age? Because he's only 23. I think that is it's It's more so games played. Because I look at a guy like, and then, then I factor in money. So inflation, everything. But I, I pulled up point guards and their contracts, and Lonzo Ball is probably going to be looking for twenty million dollars. And I pulled up point guards in the league right now who actively make twenty million dollars. All those guys have a trajectory that shows better than Lonzo, and they have had better scoring totals. I can't say that they have been more assists or rebounds, but they have had more point totals than Alonzo Ball for the twenty million dollar four year price range. So when I'm talking Pelicans and fit for the Pelicans, I don't think Lonzo Ball for a four-year, $80 million, $85 billion deal, which he's going to look for, is worth paying for for the needs for the Pelicans to fit Zion and to fit B.I. I just don't think 14 points a game, five assists, five rebounds, I just don't think that's enough for the Pelicans to pay going forward. I'm supposed to disagree with you, right? I mean, I, I, this show isn't fake. I mean, you're yes, right. Not, right. You're right. Like you can't, you can't spin, you cannot spin that. 
Because um, I look at Markel Fultz, and if you go look at Markel no, Fultz. That, but, but, that's the magic. But the, wait, point, wait. Look people, at Markel Fultz's number. Markel Fultz has played 115 total games, right? He's been injured most of his career. We would say he's under He got the yips. He got the yips. I would take Lonzo over Fultz any day. And and Fultz paid $15 million a year, right? I can't believe they did. They gave him that deal. Right, but he's averaging the same amount of totals as Lonzo with with, with less than a, a, a assist or a rebound. So that's why in my mind, it's like it, you would never pay 20 mil to Malka Fultz. Why would I give it to What's Lonzo his win Ball? share? What's his plus minus? You know, like I, I look, I looked it up. I don't remember his plus it, minus, like, but Lonzo, they made the playoffs with Markel Fultz. Yeah, yeah, but like Lonzo, plus it's Orlando hands out some dumb contracts. But all it takes now, this this is, I think to your point, all it takes is one team. So on one hand, you could say, look, Lonzo wants twenty mil plus a year. If you're the Pelicans, you can't do that. And 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 I saw someone on social media that has a big following that blogs say. Oh well, uh, if they get rid of ball, it's just a money decision, and and they don't care about it. It's like you realize money decisions are basketball decisions. Correct. Yeah, like correct. this isn't George Shin does not still own the team. No. If you give Lonzo Ball a contract of twenty mil a year, suddenly in three years you got over a hundred million tied into Zion, Brandon Ingram, two All Stars, and Lonzo Ball. Then what are you going to do with the rest of the team? Now. If you can't get any asset in return that's decent at all, write it out. If you can't get a decent asset in return, write it out. And say I'm why. okay with you that. Say, why, why? Give other guys minutes. Look, we saw it in the NFL, right? Salary cap goes down, and I know that this season's been different, but they're playing 10 less games. They have not had your usual attendance. Like, salary cap can go down. Well, Scott, it's not a hard cap. Okay, but... You don't think a luxury tax matters to some teams? If it does, and team wants to go over the cap to sign them, well, now you're looking at a sign-in trade. So if you get to the offseason and you still have them on your roster and you throw them an offer as a restricted free agent to see if anyone bites, and someone likely bites, well, now you work out a sign-in trade. So my point is you could still – oh, he's, he's, he doesn't have a contract beyond this year. You could still get assets in the offseason off Alonzo Ball or – with the cap going down, maybe the market isn't at all what he thought it was going to be. Now maybe you consider bringing him back because it's not that giant number. My point is, I don't think he'll still be on the team tomorrow, for the record. If he is, I'm okay with it. And I'm, I don't yeah. think it means definitively, uh-oh, they're going to pay him this giant deal. I don't think it, I don't think it means that. I also think it'll be dumb when when some morons out there, I shouldn't, I, I shouldn't be so rude, I think it's a dumb take that I'm going to hear if Ball gets traded. Oh, well, they chose Bledsoe over Ball. No, they can't, didn't. can't move Bledsoe. They want to move Bledsoe. They want to move him. But if they do, they're going to have to attach him to something that, 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 that helps helps them get out of there. Um, Hopefully we can swindle the Knicks. Well, i tell you what. man. That, if, that, if, just, if the Pelicans swindle the Knicks... For Eric Blitzo and a first round pick for anything. There were there were I there, love it. there were multiple riders that followed the league that had Bletso as a first team all defensive player last yes. year and not Drew Holiday. You know, huh. Now I, I see Drew and then I see Bletso and it just it makes me sad. Now like, also, I, I see that happening night to night. I say this too though. I've I've watched Eric Blitzo play for a while. Eric Blitzo is checked out with these Pelicans. 
He's checked out. How much is his? How much is his athleticism just not what it used to be either? Like no. he still, he still yeah, seems like he's, he's, try, he's, he's trying. Sh- to, he's, he's, he's trying to do things he used to be able correct, to do, correct. and he just can't. He's not above the rim as he used to be. Just because he has muscles doesn't mean he can do the athletic things he used to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Because I, I really like Bledsoe as a player a couple years ago, but I think, I think the, you know, the years, the physical toll. And you see it in a lot of players. They have to reinvent aspects of their game. And he's not above the rim no more. Not, he, has to, he hasn't reinvented aspects of his game. No. Now, also, what we, you know, like you said, I'm okay. If Lonzo has to stay on the team, I'm okay because no money, no money lost, no money gained. What I'm scared for, like you, you, your guy Elliot, if end up with an Aaron Gordon on the squad and getting away with and they swindled us. If it ain't a Vucevic, Orlando Magic, don't call. Don't don't hit that 504 area code. Do not hit the 504 area code if it ain't Vucevic on the phone. Because I'm on the Vucevic train. But I like, then, I like but, Vucevic. So then what do you do with, now you got all no, no, those Steven money. Steven Adams got to go. But that that's if Vucevic. That's oh. if Vucevic. I, like, I, like, I think Vucevic... I, I, y'all know if you've seen a lot of his games. No, he's great. He's he's a he's a guy that has you know it didn't happen in the first two hundred games. He's been in the league a while. No, I mean the first. I mean his first two years, he was he was he was scoring. He was getting buckets. No, but I mean, but he wasn't like all star. Oh no, he wasn't. No, you know what I mean, like it, it's he he has gotten. No, they don't. Better, they don't. Better. They don't respect foreign big Scott. You know, it take a while for them if to he get played, on. If the, he played for the Lakers, they would. They in the Knicks, they'd be selling just because he's in Orlando. And and, and I and like three years ago, and I was like, man, who's the, who's the foreign big in Orlando? Like, he is a stretch big, plays a little defense. You know, it got a little attitude to him because I was calling for him to go to the Rockets or all the hoopla, you know, with James Harden. Two more years, 24 mil, 22 mil after this season. Vucevic? I'm trying to tell you. I, t- I was trying to tell the Rockets organization, you need to go get him. You pay, you would have paid him, and he could shoot the three. I think he shoots the three at like 38% or something like that. Not bad. If you, pair, if you was pairing him with James Harden, then we would be talking about a different conversation. How much do you think this guy has left in terms of like this high level at 30 years old? This four high years. level of play. Four years. <laughs> that's, a, that's on the timeline with Zion. He got four years. Yeah. He got four years. I mean, years. Adams is younger. I know Adams is a different player. Just in terms of bigs and stuff. I, Scott, I, you yeah. got four. You got three and a half. Before one of them foots. <laughs> one of them footsies. You can get an all-star in a trade. That's 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 a hey, you give up a first round pick. I've done a bunch of trade scenarios. The only other trade scenario I see with the Knicks that I like, if we get Frank Nikila. No. And JT Barrett, no, for Bledsoe Lonzo in the first round. I mean, RJ Barrett, RJ Barrett. I'm sorry, <laughs> I said JT. JT Barrett. I know he played oopsie. No, RJ Barrett, Frank Nikila, for Lonzo Ball, Bledsoe in the first round pick. Holla at me. I don't think it's gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. But this is me on the trace. You do, do you I'll follow Fletcher Mackle? Yeah, Fletch just he's. He's trolling. He ought to be trolling. He's been doing trade machine stuff for ten years and not. Why does every last one have the Pelicans they're with all, negative they're win all, totals? They're all awful, and not not a single one of them has ever hit. Ever. <laughs> He's been doing it. I love it. People get so hot and bothered by it. I'm like, y'all, it's That's like— me. This, why, I didn't know it has been 50, why, 15 he's years. Been, he's, as soon as he could tweet, he started putting up trade proposals. Okay. I mean, back like and it's, and it's all the time— and it's like, and people get so hot and bothered. I'm like, he's been doing this forever. And I've just never, never seen anyone 
post like uh, so when you do a tra- NBA NBA uh, ESPN has a trade machine website. And usually it shows you the win predictability. Right, right. Projected wins uh, this season by the trade, and there's a plus or negative for each team. Scott, if if it's not in a positive, why are we screenshotting and posting? Because it's, I mean, it's it's, <laughs> it's not giving you a projection beyond this season. It's, correct, it's just giving you a projection. But this it's year. A, if it's negative 15 games, kind of. I, I I can't believe <laughs> that a troll is getting trolled that easily. Yo. Oh, it got me. I thought you were smarter than that, Noah. It, it, it got at you, me. But you mad it right now me. about it, it. It got me because I I seen some wild. Fletcher got me. He got he got a tweet out me. He got a tweet out me. If you get a, if you could get a tweet out me, you got me. It's ESPN fourteen twenty and dot com. I'm Scott Prather. That's Norman Locke. If you're listening to us via the stream, whether it be on the app, desktop, laptop, mobile device, smart uh, speaker, connected cars, that is brought to you by Champagne's Market in the Oil Center. Champagne's going the extra mile. (sighs) An NHL ref's career is over. Over. All this talk about cancel culture will a ref who has refed more than 1,600 NFL games... Oh, I'm NHL. sorry, NHL. Wait, wait, I might be reading that wrong. It's 1,300. That's a lot. He is... Uh, 90 playoff games. Yeah, he's, 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 he's done. Because a TV hot mic picked him up. His name is Tim Peel. Um, and he wanted to give the Nashville Predators a penalty. And he was caught on a hot mic. Let me find the exact quote here. Saying... Um, in a game against the Detroit Red Wings on Tuesday, after forward Victor Arvidsson was issued a minor tripping penalty five minutes into the second period, Peel on the hot mic was caught saying, quote, it wasn't much, but I wanted to give a <clears throat> penalty against Nashville early in the, and then the unidentified official was heard before the audio was cut off. So he basically saying, I'm giving a makeup call, which that happens in every sport at every level. I don't care. Could there be, are, are there some officials out there that don't do it? Sure. There are some that I'm I, sure. I don't believe it. I, I'm, I don't I, believe it. And I, I, I feel think like there, this, I think there this might bus be a, is open. I think there might be a few. I'm not, I'm not going to say every official ever. I'm sure there are some that believe no matter the same, like the, the same coaches that are say a foul is a foul. Like there are some that actually believe it. The majority of officials all do makeup calls. Man, Scott, in I'm every gonna say, sport, not, I'm gonna say like Germix, ninety nine point nine or whatever. I, I need to meet the father priest that that doesn't in his head makeup calls. Even if they don't like, I feel like there's some officials norm that even if they don't realize they're doing it, there's they're some kind it. of there's <laughs> when you realize you screwed up on a call, even if you don't intend to give a makeup call, somewhere in the back of your mind, you're still. If you're if you're if you care about your job, you're still thinking about it. And and also, if you hug the whistle and you don't use it, that's a non-call that should have been called. You're still helping the other team. So I, I feel like if he's like, man, I missed the call, I'm gonna miss the next one. Or or I'm I'm gonna have to let him play. I'm here. gonna let him play. Right. Like, I'm gonna like let there's him. There's no there's it, it the human element of it is impossible to avoid or ignore, and the humans doing it. Maybe some do it more openly. Maybe some, obviously, like this guy, Tim Peel, do it more 
um, blatantly. But I think even the ones that go into it with the right mindset of I'm not going to do it could still end up doing it, right? For the Like I said, like subliminally, there's somewhere in there in your mind like, dang, I screwed that up. And so now on the other end, you're looking at it just a little tighter because I got to make sure, okay, all right, I'm just whatever it might be. So this guy is just blatant about it, says it, and now the NHL's going to fuck The PR had to come out. And with the say statement. there's no makeup calls in hockey? Hey, is he, this a joke? This is the second shot to the nuts he has taken. Because the first one, he's one of the first referees to get hit in the balls with the puck, and then they go into the net, and you get a point. He's part of he's part of the field. There's a human element to officiating, man. Like, if you don't think uh, – everyone out there knows it. Like Some officials there – like, if someone if, – if, uh, let's use hockey for an example. If a player on another team checks you or punches you in the face – you don't think the next time you're playing, that's going to be in the back of your mind? My point is it's a human element. Maybe you don't throw down that game. Maybe you do, but it's in there. With an official, it's not as, it's not as um, you know, it's, it's not a matter of like physically fighting. My point is it's in your mind, and you can't just, you're not a robot. You can't just clear it out and say it doesn't do that. Like, he made a mistake. You're going to ban this guy? You're going to fire him because he did something that happens all the time? Man, all the all the audio is recorded. You telling me you ain't heard in the NHL ever say nothing that shouldn't have been caught on the hot mic? That one just happened to be on TV. Man, hot, hot mics are three and zero right now. <laughs> hot, hot mic, hot mic is three and zero right now for broadcasters. <laughs> Man, it's just oh. And that's a deep hit to right field <laughs> over right. the left field wall. <laughs> Uh, ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app. I'm Scott Prather. It's the Great Scott Show, sponsored by Suit Up. That is Norman Locke. I, I just, he made a mistake by saying it out loud, but come on. It happens. Now, now, does that as a NFL, NBA fan, does that make you start thinking about different calls that have happened in history with other referees? Does that, does that get your brain jargon? The, you don't have to get me thinking about <laughs> refs that might be a bit too emotional, not like certain people more than others. I mean, it. yeah. 269-1077. Let's head to the phone line. CSPN 1420. Hello. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Hello. Hey, guys. Uh, calling back in real quick because I believe this referee is actually retiring in May. So I think maybe he just did this to get a boost on his retirement a little bit early. Hmm. You think he want, You think he wanted to – I mean, uh, you know, if that's the case, there, there might be – think of it this way. If you want to retire early, I mean – yeah, they don't got a lot. Think, they got some other ways you could do that. Yeah, but don't you think that that more of the public is siding with him? Do you think more people are like? Yeah, I've seen a lot of people saying like, but again, like it's it's you got you got trolls, you got siding with them, and then you got people like upset because I'm not. W- would you bet on an NHL game today after watching anybody? What with anybody this? that bet on NHL games. Before that happened, are still going to bet on NHL games. Well, wouldn't wouldn't you see a, a dip in it? No, 
I, you don't think betters know there's not makeup calls? Yeah, but I think you'll be re- a little bit more reluctant I, with I your don't money. I agree with that. that, don't with, agree that, with, that. with that, with those officiating crews, if I, if I, if me, Norman, knew that Tim Peel was going to officiate a playoff game or any other game, I would hold out on, on putting my money. How can you say that? You just said there are makeup calls in every sport. No, all right, the time. but if I know. It's you a difference. I, you I, just I, I said do know. you knew. I do know. But I'm saying if you t- if you if you got it in my face, Scott, you can't have it in my face. If I heard the call, if I if I heard the rough, like if if Scott Prather's been a rough for 15 years, and I know or I think I think when you rough, sometimes I get more holding calls. They get more holding calls against my favorite. Yeah, but that's different. That, that's I'm, ju- I'm just saying that's we, different than a guy saying he had a makeup call. Like well, we, th- our, now our, you got to go official... back and look at the ninety call, the ninety games. That's what I'm saying. Like if if you but a makeup call is essentially because you screwed up a call before, so you're just trying to make it up. It's like the same thing. Right, as, right. I called but what a if foul I on back? that end that wasn't a foul. Now I'm gonna call carry this next position. Oh, I don't know, Scott. Now, now suddenly I bet I on NBA like games, it, but I'm not going to bet on one? I no. feel like now officials are going to be under more of a microscope in the NHL first, nah. but I think they're going to be under, I just think they're like, going to be under like, more of a microscope. They're, With betting becoming more refer, and more legal. Referees' just, tendencies are already a major part of, if you're talking about people that bet all the time, that's already a major part of it. I mean, yeah. they've been doing that for years. I just feel like it's going to be, the microscope gets it zooms in. I won't agree with you there. But this guy was going to retire. I, I don't know I don't know that I agree with the last caller, Norm, that he was just trying to get out of retirement. Nah, they probably took his pension. You, but, can't, you don't get fired <laughs> and keep your pension. Well, I don't I, think it works that way. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the, the, the NHL yeah, referee union is. I know but, you're not supposed to get fired. <laughs> but but let's say he wasn't set to retire. He's probably just getting a suspension, right? The NHL probably knows, all right, he's going to retire next month. Let's uh, let's use this as an example and try to make it seem like makeup calls are no, will never be tolerated in this sport. Like, Do you think they would be as callous as to say, this guy who's married with kids, we're going to fire him and he can never coach again because or ref again in the NHL because on a hot mic he said he had a makeup call? I just feel like that's – I told you my stance. I feel like it brings the NHL referees and games under more scrutiny. You're going to get more people, even though, like you said, betting's still going to happen, fans are still going to whatever, whatever. But it's more scrutiny and it doesn't look good. And if something else controversial happens, they're going to come back to Tim Peel or the, the I call them the, the history warriors. The history warriors go back on the internet and pull up Tim Peel's games and start finding different calls. It's just not going to be a good look. That's that's uh, History warriors, man. The hardcore betters are, are have already done that. Yeah, hey, that's, They've already done it. We, we we passed those. What do you mean we're past those? We already said we already agreed that the the hardcore betters. Right. We already know. They, you know what? They might have already got Tim Peel on. What's up, Tim? You missed that call, bro. Need you to miss that next one. Oh, so <laughs> now you're insinuating that he that he's doing something. I just said it's gonna be more under more sinister. It might be under a microscope. The microscope gets. It gets, it gets zoomed in. I really? So you're going to watch a hockey game now? <laughs> Stephen A is talking about mm. it on Stephen A's show. I've never watched it. <laughs> We're not sitting here trying to act like we watch a bunch of hockey. So go uh, go cracking. Can you name five NHL teams? The Hawks, the, the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> you going to watch that new Mighty Ducks series on Disney Plus? No, not. I like Disney Plus, though. Why do you hate Gordon Bombay?
Who's that? Who's that? You know who that is. No, who's that? You didn't watch the Mighty Ducks when you were a kid? No. Come on. I heard that. I mean, somebody else had that on their, yeah, uh, their yeah, inspirational uh, yeah, speeches. Was it an inspirational speech? Too? What? Well, oh, I, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. The quack, no, that was not. It was wasn't, not. wasn't inspirational to you? Quack at a young age, I guess. Mighty Ducks were big for hockey in this, the, the growth of hockey in the 90s, which was crazy how quack in a yeah. short period of time. Yeah. Now, let me tell you something. Ice skaters games at the Cajun Dome were they were just insane. I was this close to buying an ice skaters hockey jersey three days ago, but it was too big. It was just a little too big. It was a Dude, 2X. I needed one You repped that one. Like how old? We're talking like the, the resurgence or we're talking like 90s? It was, it's uh, 90s. Now that. 90s. Rep that one I wanted to find a green yeah, one, that's, but that's, they didn't have a green one. It was the white one and it has the logo on the middle and it was really fresh. But like I said, it's a 2X. Only 100 bucks. That place. They would sell out the Cajun for these games. Uh, I, I imagine. Now. Jersey was fire. A, a few things. Hockey was 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 probably at its peak like in areas of the country where it had never really been. Video games, exposure, Mighty Ducks, number of reasons, right? Lafayette at the time, oil was just was booming. Okay. I mean, exploding. So you had a lot of folks with disposable income, and this is 95, 96, right? You didn't have... Obviously, all your options for entertainment are there's they're more plentiful. Twenty six right, years right. later, more people are damn, Netflix and chill, whatever. Back then, man, it's like this was an event. This was something to do. So, all right, either you're in it because you like hockey, or you got money. Let me bring my kids. They're twelve and thirteen. They're just gonna walk around the cage and know them the whole time and go flirt with other kids. I'm gonna yeah. sit in my seat. I'm gonna drink a bunch of beer. <laughs> I'm gonna watch some fights on the ice. We're gonna go crazy. It was like it was like an event and a place to be. And looking back on it, people are like, how like how did it work? And I'm like, it wasn't just one thing. It was, it the was atmosphere. just it was like, but it was like this perfect storm of all these things happening at once. And it was it was something to behold, man. It was pretty crazy. Like, had I not lived through it and, like, been to a lot of those games, I don't think I would ever grasp just how crazy. And they were fun. But, like, when I tell you people were into it, I mean, it, that's Norm, like how, it was like, how it was for, it was just madness. For, I mean, you know, in New Orleans, you got everything come to New Orleans. But I can say the same about the monster truck cars coming to New Orleans. It's like, you know, no reason why. It, it has, what, 100,000, 80,000 people in there, but it's packed. Every time it comes, it's packed. Like you say, you're walking around, you got earplugs in your ears, just mad. The grave digger. <laughs> at the Lord's Arena. Friday night. <laughs> and that's exactly On like. Saturday at the Cajun Dome. Make sure you're in a tin room. Monster Truck, that's, a, that's like a whole, that's a whole lifestyle, I think. But, like, that's more of, like, a touring thing. Like, what, so imagine that, but if it, like, had a whole like like just for oh, years, just camped out there and was there like oh, multiple times you every you week. You must not go to one in the Superdome. They didn't have multiple monster truck shows in the Superdome like yes, they weekly. Did. Oh no, not weekly. That's what I'm oh, saying. No, like no. with ice skaters, no, no, they would pass through town, but like and and they were big. I, now I never went to it, but those things. No, like I said, you're like you. Look at I, this. I actually I've. I lost it in the storm, but I had a picture on top of Grave Digger. Norm on top of Grave Digger. On top of Grave Digger. Watch your meter car under the Cajun Dome this Saturday. Welcome into the show. Good morning. ESP at 1420.com. Hello. Hey, Scott. Hey, Norman. Hey, what's up? I to what y'all was talking about with Jameis Winston, and I had to pull on the side and just, like, look up his 
final year at Florida State to see what his stats were, to see if he's always been an interception-prone quarterback. Even his last year at Florida State, before he got drafted, he had like 26 touchdowns and 18 interceptions. And he threw for like 4,000 yards at FSU. So I think he's still... That's better than 30 for 30, man. (laughs) Let me tell you something. If you told Saints fans he could throw for 28 and 18, most of them wouldn't sign off on it. I would. No, I mean, that's that's pretty okay. It's it's With 4,000 yards, that's okay. It ain't great. It ain't great. Give me 28, 18, 5,000. Sign me up. That that'll get and you. That'll get you in the playoffs. Exactly. Thirty for thirty. Like, thirty for thirty. You're not. You're. 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 You're gonna be seven and nine. I feel like anything over fifteen exactly. is starting to get in a little problem. Well, they're set. The no, Bears made it last year, though. I mean, you got seven With teams making it. I hope they. I don't think they're gonna trade them today. I mean, I'd like to see them trade and get rid of Lonzo Ball, but I think they're gonna. They're not gonna have a good enough suitor for somebody to trade them today. And I'm kind of like what y'all said when y'all said about a sign and trade. I think probably if anybody's going to do a sign and trade, watch the Chicago Bulls. They really want them bad. I, I, you're right. You're right. That That is that – is, uh, If Zach Levine not part of it, stop calling that 504 number. He's not part of it. <laughs> Norm drives a hard bargain. You better give them an all-star for Alonzo Ball. And at the same time, he's like, yeah, Alonzo's not, not, not worth keeping. Well, I see. No, it's I, a tr- you I, say one trade. I haven't watched that many games Three Three-player three trade is well, what you're saying. Well, what's wrong with Steven Adams? What's wrong with him? No, I haven't got the chance to watch that many games this year, so I can't really give a perspective on Oh, no, nothing's wrong with Adams. He's, he's, he's playing his role. But. He's, he's doing what he's supposed to do, man. I don't know why. No, Norma's suggesting Adams would have to go in a trade for Vucevic, who is an all-star big man that, that has some outside shooting. So they're not the same player. They're different players, but I don't think Norma's suggesting. No. People, look, people dig on Adams. I look at the contract. I look at the fact that Gary Harris is making more. I look yeah, at what fair. Adams brings to the table and why they brought him there. Um, no, Adams. I'm good. How I, how Adams. I look at Adams, I just see we we talking upgrades. That's the only thing I say. Like, I, if we're going to upgrade at the guard position, then you know, you. <laughs> then we keep Stephen Adams. But if we can't upgrade at the 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 guard position, then let's see if we can upgrade at the center position. Let's see if we can mix up this offense, this roster a little bit. Um, just because we guard, we still guard heavy. The only knock I hear about Adams is you see he's kind of slow on the pick and roll. Hey, you can be – I mean, he's not quick on his feet, but let me tell you something. He's gonna that get guy there. sets the meanest picks in the league. So Catch a shoulder. You're ball. right. There might not be Norman, speed there, but nobody – it's one thing if you're Norman a half-step slow, but, but when people are afraid you're going to be there, that, that can cause hesitancy on the other side too. That guy's well, like running into Norman a Norman knows wall. what I call Steven Adams. I call him today's modern-day – Poor man's version of Bill Lambier. I love Steven Adams. He's gritty. He protects the rim, gets rebounds. He doesn't score, but he doesn't have to score. That's what we have Ingram. That's what we have Zion for. Now we just need a third guy. And unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball has improved, but not that good. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Now, a few differences is Lambier could shoot. The three, like no yeah. business, yeah. and everyone hated him. <laughs> now Adams, uh, you you hear players around the league; they don't necessarily like to play they respect him. Them. But correct, correct, because like he plays like 
you know, he, he likes to scrap. But it's not like he's like trying to. He's not talking the, while scrapping. And, and he's not going to do something after the whistle where he's like getting you in the nuts or anything. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, no one's going to try to break his nose because they don't like him. I mean, <laughs> Lambeer, I mean, it, it, you, I don't know that there's any. You talk about players just getting heat from other teams. In NBA history, if you were coming up with a starting five, Lambeer is the starting center. So speaking of the old guys, um, there was uh, – I forgot who's the player that brought this debate up. But basically it was Larry Bird and Kevin Durant. Oh, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson yeah, versus Kevin guys. Durant and LeBron James. I'm going to sound like an old guy. I don't like those debates because, like – it, it all it all to me it always just comes down to how is the game going to be officiated? Well, is it going to be officiated like it was when? It's no, it's no, it's no officials. It's two on two. The this was the parameter, and they're two and two. they're all in their prime. All in their prime game to oh, twelve, dude. I mean, they're gonna. Larry Bird will probably try to like physically hurt Durant, it's, and, and then and, Durant's gonna like you know tear an ACL because <laughs> Bird's gonna step under him, maybe get an elbow near his midsection. And um, LeBron probably wouldn't get out physical by Magic or anything. So it's so it's pretty much it's a wash between Magic and LeBron. It's going to come down to KD and Larry. That's what that's now, what KD, that's what look, KD, much KD's saying. quicker off the dribble. I mean, whereas Bird's going to have to create for himself, but Magic's going to be the ball handler anyway. Whereas with Durant, he's going to be handling the ball. He'll be able to get around Larry no problem. But I just think from a physical standpoint, Larry would try to. Try to hurt him. Yeah, see, and I think that's the difference. But no the, refs. I mean, I don't. I don't with, know. With no refs, how I how I envision the game is like you game the twelve. Larry's going to score ten. That's 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 how it's for them to win. Because Magic, he's not he, he's not shooting on LeBron. We we now he could drive to the goal. That hook. That sky hook. That sky hook. How are you gonna block it? Unblockable. Yeah. I, no, look, the the younger guys would probably win. Let's be real. I mean, it's because they're the, we've come up, we've come farther with. See, my my we've, question we've come is farther is the, in the in the uh, science of kinesiology. Is the older is the older class and the older era of players were is the from your point of view was the the physicality that much a different. The players today are stronger. They're bigger, mm-hmm. right? The game was played much, much more physical because it was that it was allowed to. That's it was established as such. That's just how. I mean, you don't even have to go back that far. Go look at some of the final scores. Let me look up. Let me think. Pistons, well, just because I'm talking about some of talking- the final scores of NBA Finals games just 15 years ago, 16 years ago between the Pistons and Spurs. Final scores like in the 70s. Like now. That's like a well, score sometimes so at halftime. So, so would you – are you one of these people that are siding with something has to be done with the three-point line eventually? No, not not right now, no. I mean – Eventually? If you – Because so, so they the had game, stats the, that came out that now it's it's more attempts from three than ever. It's yeah. like uh, 38%, I think he said, that it was – it's a three-pointer or something. You know, Follow the money. When it starts impacting the bottom line of the league, they'll change it. Okay. Right now, it's not like defensive three seconds. Let's let's incorporate that into the league. Let's change 
your ability to, and how you play zone. Let's change the shot clock. If you look at a lot of the changes over the years in the NBA, it was all to implement. Oh, the shot more, clock was big. It was all to implement more scoring. Okay. Right? So they figure more scoring, more viewers. Is that the only reason? No, I mean, I think the NBA has done a great job of promoting superstars and stuff. But, like, until the three-point line, until the powers that be believe it's dramatically impacting their bottom line, I don't see them making a change. If you moved it back even farther, are there going to be less threes or are people just going to be sh- shooting it from even farther away? I, w- I would say that's a good question, but I do think it would impact the point totals. Like you say, I think point totals are come, by, come down. Now, would there be more threes? That's a good question. I would like to see would there be more attempts. Eventually. Like, it would take a little while to catch on. You it know w- what I mean? Like, the because like, it's like Dame, we know Dame... Steph, those type of range shooters are going to always take those type of shots. But what about the guys that really are shooting 35%, 30%? They're going to take that step in. Analytics say they should just work on that instead of working on these other aspects of your game. I mean, I I, um, I don't think it's changing anytime soon. I don't. Okay. I think the NBA needs to work on other Cause things. Because the big three has a line. further three-point. No, I think they have a full Fans point. in home markets ha- having more ways to watch their own team. Um, that's a bigger problem for the NBA, in my opinion. But I don't think the three-point line's changing anytime soon. Because I, I don't know when the last time you played some pickup basketball, Scott. I was shooting in my nephew's driveway yesterday, but I was not playing pickup. Okay. And what would you say your nephew's – how old are they? Uh, the oldest nephew at that place that was playing, I think he's 9 or 10. Okay, that's Let a good age. That's born. a good age. He's born – so he will be – He'll be 12 really soon, like in a month or so. And how was y'all just shooting or, you know, you know, did he kind of like, oh, I want to, you no, know, No, he was curry. just shooting, but he was shooting like deep balls. I mean, like. So it's just, just deep balls. Yeah, yeah, like kids now, you, you talk to people that coach youth, it, whether it's football, Odell had a big thing of they're all trying to catch it with one hand. And you see it. You see the kids trying to catch it with one hand. Drives coaches crazy, but they're crazy. all trying to do the one hand. Look, when I was young and I played football, catch the ball. No one's, like, practicing catching it with one hand. Um, playing basketball as a kid in school and, and Little League or whatever, like, there was there were a few guys on the team that could shoot a lot, but, like, it wasn't like every kid was sitting there just trying to shoot threes all day. No. You're just trying to get to the bucket. Like, yeah, that was trying, it. Yeah. You're just trying. It didn't matter where it was shot from. Now, kids, they mimic what they see, right? You see Odell getting commercials. You see the highlights. You see these crazy one-handed catches. You see Steph Curry, who is probably – I would venture to say, Norm, you may know better than me, probably the most popular player among young youth kids, among because really like like not high school, like younger than that. Like, oh no, it's it's because it's the the uh, where I'm looking for like you can see yourself being a Steph Curry more than being a LeBron because you got Steph Curry who went to uh, Davidson. He, you know, is undersized. He never was the biggest kid. He never was and he the just brand. looks so young, and too. You, you know, and, and it's like a lot of things that you can say. Sure. Uh, you hear most stories like, oh, I had to grind. I had to sh- in the league. Well, he really didn't. You know, he went to the premier 
camps. He went to the this, that, and the third. And you have a group of players like Alonzo Ball, Lamelo Ball, that didn't come from poverty, that came to play basketball and are really good at it. He didn't have all the oh, you know, I had to right. do this and that to get to he, this. He and worked that. hard, but he didn't have the same life struggles that some of the other guys. That so you have more kids did. around the nation. Like my mom can afford to have the the shoes like Steph Curry. I can go to these. I can do right. all the drills. He's and everything. more relatable to. A, a wider demographic that is able to watch basketball. Correct, a lot. and it's you're. I can train myself enough to be as good as Steph Curry, and that's what the kids are watching. Then I can to be as big as strong as LeBron James. It's a, I can't get what what <laughs> what uh, what Ryan Clark said. What the big man gave LeBron James because the person behind me not gonna get nothing. Because <laughs> they, they gave LeBron everything. The person who came behind LeBron didn't, didn't get much. ESPN1420.com. It's the Great Scott Show, sponsored by Suit Up. Suit Up, 3546 Ambassador Caffrey, located between Rooms to Go and Lafayette Shooters. The best in menswear, alterations, they can do it. You need to rent a tux, they got you. You need to rent a suit, they got you. You need something dressy. They got you. You need just something casual. They got you. All in one, locally owned and operated. They have that Southern Marsh line. You heard a caller last hour bring it up. It was, um, I love it, man. I, I, I wear the T-shirt night and day, under hoodies, out to work, wherever it is, because it's that comfortable, that high-tech fabric. They got the Southern Marsh line, which, by the way, Southern Marsh, now an international brand, found it, born and bred in the great state of Louisiana. They've got great specials right now, right? If you got a wedding coming up, maybe you're not sure. Maybe you have a friend that's got a wedding coming up. Ask them where they're getting the tuxes from with the rentals because they got wedding package deals right now. Five or more paid rentals. The groom's tux is free. The ring bears is half off. The groomsmen will have $40 off of their tuxes if you have five or more paid rentals. Amazing deals right now. Two suits, $300 on select suits. You go buy a sports coat, they'll give you free dress slacks. Those kind of specials, the best service, Best prices, best selection, local owned and operated. Fellas, what are you waiting for? Go suit up, suit up. And when you go, I always appreciate it when you tell them you're on the great Scott show. Scott Prather, Norman Locke, NBA trade deadline today. Um, we learned something last hour that if you if you have it up for you, up on uh, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, all of their, your all the places you can listen to the podcast. Somehow we ended up on musicals. And Norm said he, he didn't like musicals because there weren't any R-rated musicals. Not enough. Someone called and said, isn't uh, Sweeney Todd R? I thought it was PG-13. I was wrong. Not the first time. A caller uh, uh, tweeted us and said, actually, a listener tweeted us and said, it is rated R. So now Norm's interested. So he wants to go watch Johnny Depp hacking up people with a, you know, a barber's knife, a shaving knife, and singing show tunes during it. That sounds way more enjoyable than a guy singing about somebody he just met on a magic carpet. What? You took your dog Aladdin now? Yes. A whole new world. <laughs> it's just, just random guy. Random guy. Come on, man. He was from the streets trying to impress the princess. I know. Trying to live a dream. He like made the mistake Cinderella. of trying to be someone he wasn't. All then he learned himself. Like, my, like Laura, Laura, my girlfriend was just getting on because I've never seen Princess and the Frog. Oh, dude. I know uh, you about to go. <laughs> you need <laughs> to. Now, that's a cartoon, all right? But That's your movie. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's like you're from New Orleans. Watch it. That it takes, doesn't mean anything. It, 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 it all takes place down there. It's, it's <sighs> like down. Come on. Does it? It does. Does it show New Orleans in the correct aspect? Because that's what 
pisses me off in movies too is they like I mean it's a cartoon musical they're not like showing you know no 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 the ninth war no 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 I'm just saying in a sense of they'd be like oh war. we're in New Orleans and then show some swamp I, I've been living so, in New Orleans so, a long time so and I've never they're, seen they're a not, swamp when they're in the swamp they're not in New Orleans they're outside of New Orleans they gotta say that they, uh, you gotta say they in Hammond. It's just it's. Well, they they in Brobridge. My move. It also takes place many years ago, back when some of the area was more swampland. It, it's not like a current. It's not like well, when I'm you just turn it in on general. NCIS New Orleans and there's some guy you know in it his, be in like, his it air does, boat it shows just like and that. he's like, man, I'm gonna go kid me the get up all the ruin the white alligator Street. for bourbon <laughs> heat street and then I'm gonna go eat a. Uh, a po' boy under my cypress tree on my Bourbon Street apartment oh, where Saint I have Charles. bees in the month of <laughs> August. No, it doesn't do that. See, that's 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 what gets me going. That that's well, yeah, what, that's that's everywhere. That, means, that like, the new Winter Falcon soldier. He's. He, I, I want to say they took him back to New Orleans because he's really from New Orleans. Anthony Mackey. and he's on a shrimp boat. Well, that's not in New Orleans. But they said, oh, there's you're, like, you're back like to Louisiana, New Orleans. And then there's New Orleans. And, and he's like, from New Orleans and he let him do that. And I'm just like, you you filming look like in Slide of L. I don't, like, you, you I, don't know. Just, I mean, look, I love Anthony Mackie. I don't know that he has the kind of pull as an actor to tell a studio <laughs> and to tell Marvel, I'm not doing this and you can't do it. I think I, did you like, see Soul? I'll try to make it. I, I haven't seen Soul. It's a really good movie. It's a really good movie. It's, is it's, it a musical? It is a musical. Really? They like they have a few songs where they sing like a lot. They sing in jazz. It was different. I, so, I, you so, know what? That I, is so, true. See, I, Norm likes musicals. That was that. That was a Come good musical now. movie. Yeah. The prin- so the princess and the frog. It, it's it it's a good one that my kids like to watch, and so I like seeing aspects. I like I like some aspects of it better than. I definitely like it better than like the old, old like Disney cartoon musicals from like the sixties and seventies. Like Bambi. Like Bam, Bam that was you know what? You know, I had this really movie on my list too. Is it Bend It Like Beckham? Shout out to Disney. It's a great movie. Is that a Disney movie? That was a Disney movie. I didn't know that. I, that Mighty Ducks was a Disney was putting out some heat. Airbud, Mighty Ducks was Mighty Ducks, movie. and Bend It Like Beckham probably got the the, the Disney through the nineties. <laughs> Bend It Like Beckham came out a little bit later though. That came out in the two thousand. Yeah, I no, I, yeah, I think so. I had no idea. All right, the more you know. That's Norman Locke. Catch him this afternoon at 3. I don't know what we learned today, but uh, I'm just going to R-rated musicals. <laughs> you, think all, you think all, in your mind, all musicals are just like popcorn and like smiles. Let me tell you something, man. There's some that are just... Romeo and Juliet? Guys, that's not a musical. <laughs> not all plays are... <laughs> We're out of time. I could just go on all day. We got to get out of here. Steve's next with Beyond the Game. It's the great Scotch Show sponsored by Suit Up. Catch Norm this afternoon at 3. It's ESPN1420.com.